Welcome to Books and Bisexuals, where we talk about books that we've read or that we loved and wherever our neurodivergent brains take us. I'm Brianna. I'm Nikki. Uh, hello. Hello. I just noticed the corner of my little papers were all turned up and it's bothering me. So mm. I just have to like I them out. <laughs> worked inventory last night. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> until 1.30 in the morning. So yeah. I'm a little sleepy. A little sleepy. Uh, but, you know. Yeah. We're making it work. Yeah. My shoulders hurt today. It's fine. Good thing you don't need to lift them for this. Yeah. Oh, I should just double check now that I'm watching the recording that the sound is coming through the microphone. Uh, perfect. It is. Great. Wonderful. We love when When that things works. work out. Yeah. yeah. Not like at my recital on Saturday where the Wi-Fi username and password that they gave me did not work. And then the IT help desk hung up on me and kept sending me voicemail. Not like that at all. No. No. So I hotspotted, I hotspotted my phone. That's so much data. I think we have like 30 gigs or something. Oh, you find that. I meant to, I actually meant to check to see how much data it used, but I was like on the verge of a panic attack and like parents and students are coming in. They're like, hi. And I'm like, and you're like, hi. <laughs> Like, please just, like, You're leave like, me alone. Great, great. I'm dealing with a crisis. Yeah. I'm like, can you, can you fold these programs? Can you do this? Can you do, th-? like, oh, man. Yeah. I was not. Actually, yeah, I was going to check that. Yeah, you should. I'm <laughs> kind of fascinated. Yeah. Um, where is data usage? Yeah. And oh, then, and still, it, it, like. If you, if I, if you go into, like, that. Mobile yeah, data usage. It shows you, like. <laughs> Um, there was a big spike, but it didn't use that much. Oh, holy shit. It only used 5.35 megabytes. How have I used four gigs of data on TikTok? Okay, so TikTok uh, is, it's like a little bit of a data sync where like it uses your data sometimes when you're on Wi-Fi even. Yeah, I'm getting notifications constantly from my phone being like, TikTok is using too much in the background. And I'm like... Okay. So you just have to like go in and close it. Um, I should do that because I like, mean, yeah. Oh, there it is. There it is. Close. Four gigs though. That's like, a lot. Like in from January first to thirty first, I've used eight point four three gigs, and, and half, half of that is TikTok. is TikTok. Guys, I'm not on TikTok that much. No, it's just because it's like running in the background. What? Yeah. Can you change that so that there's yeah there's like a data oh loud background data usage absolutely not yeah. Yeah, like, look, foreground, 291 megabytes. Background, 4.25 gigabytes. What? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. So, um, glad you turned that off. I'm so glad we did this. Oh, my God. Whoa. That is, okay. Mm-hmm. So, check your data usage, friends. It could yeah. be. TikTok also uses a shit ton of my battery in the background, and I have to go in and change that, but I just mm. didn't care that much to do it. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. Um, I totally forgot to tell you this, but I just remembered. I don't know if you saw it on my story. Um, I am in the process of hiring a student teacher to teach piano. <gasps> That's so exciting! Yeah! yeah. Yay! Yeah. So, um, she's one of my students. Yeah. Um, and she's going to be teaching beginners. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Sweet! Really That's excited. so... Continuing the cycle. I know! It feels really strange like I yeah I don't know I feel like like an adult like an adult but really not, <laughs> not I actually I wrote it on one of my post-it notes to talk to my therapist about this week I'm like I'm 34 but I feel 17 especially considering uh I just found out that one of my oh, I think she's seven or eight 
one of my seven or eight year old students, her mom is a year older than I am. And uh, I'm just like, oh, <sighs> people of eight year olds. Oh, I went to high school with with people who had kids a year later. Like people have 14 year olds. No. I'm like, I'm 34. And like, I can't imagine having my a 14 My sister did have her kids at 23. Like, her first child at 23. Um, so, like... Okay. Still young. Yeah, but, like, my ish. mom was 27 when she had me and I'm the oldest. Yeah. Um, Which I think was older for that generation. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. On the older side. Yeah. Which is not old. Like, have babies into your late 30s oh, if you yeah. want them. Do whatever. Early forties, um, go for it. Do you do you? As but, long as you're like, you know, feel confident in your health and whatever. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. To get doctors all up in that. All, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, how do we get on this topic? I don't know. Oh yeah, uh, parents. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when I heard that, I was just like, Oh my god, am I even an adult? I don't have kids. Like. It was just this weird... Yeah, I feel like um, our generation in particular was really fed this, like, list of things you needed to accomplish before you became an adult. An adult. Yeah. And have kids was one of them. Yeah. Um, You buy a house, you get married, you mm -hmm. have kids in that order. In that order. Um, But, like, I don't want (laughs) kids. I have... I was going to say, I have 34 kids of my own Mm because of my students, but I don't. I have 22 and then they're adults. adults. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, yeah, I've been thinking about that. Um, how I, and I don't even know if this is just like normal and this is just what being an adult a human is. Or, yeah. But like, I definitely feel like I'm still like a teenager. Mm-hmm. I feel like the older I get, the, the younger, the younger my, brain my brain gets. Seems. Yeah. Yeah. Like the less... Mature is not the right word, yeah, but I don't like, know the word for it. Because <clears throat> it's not like I'm immature. No. But I just don't feel as... I don't feel 30 for sure. No. I don't feel established or yeah. whatever. I said this at supper last night and my sister-in-law, Julie, she was like, well, I can tell you from the outside that you look like we don't adult. think that. Yeah. Like, you know... Because I'm like, oh, you know, like I quote unquote run my little hobby business. People think it's a hobby and it's like, it's fucking not. Like it's a career. It takes a it bunch takes of your time. It takes a lot of my yeah. mental and physical energy and time. Um, but yeah, I was like, would I feel less like this if I had a kid? And then I'm like, oh, I'm not going to find like out. I feel like you'd feel so much worse <laughs> I'd actually. i feel so much worse if I did. Yeah. Um, some people are just meant to be parents and people are like, you'd be a great mom. And I'm like, no, no, I wouldn't. I, really I... wouldn't. I think that you could be a great mom, sure. but I think that you would... Uh, it would take me it, a lot to get there. It would also, I think, take away your identity as Nikki. I yeah. think that in in trying to be the best mom you possibly could, you'd, like, lose who you are. Oh, yeah. Because I like, don't even fully know who I that's, am yet. That's not to say that that happens to everyone. I just think that, like, you would want to give, like, 110% of yourself to that. Yeah. Um... And, like, I'm pretty sure you've already made the decision oh, not to. Yeah, no. Um, no. But, yeah. Mm-mm. It's one of those things where, like, I could see you being a good mom, but I could also see it not being what you wanted right. for your life. Yeah. 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 And I don't think it is. And if it is down the road, I will adopt. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I'm not against that. No. I don't I don't want to house. You don't want to uh, incubate in your no, body. I do not. 
um, a little parasitic child. Nope. Mm, nope. I already have bad enough mood swings. It's fine. <laughs> mm. Some of oh. my, the funniest, like, am I the assholes that I read are from, like, pregnant women. <laughs> um, one person was like, this one I actually agree with her for other reason other than the fact that she was pregnant. But right. she's like, for context, I'm pregnant. No. I'm talking in yes, her this person. person okay. yeah. She's like, for context, I'm pregnant. I was really hungry, so I ordered, uh, like, I was, like, really craving this pizza, so I ordered a pizza and some breadsticks. I had three slices of pizza, went to have a nap. When I woke up, my sister-in-law had eaten the rest of the pizza and my breadsticks. I'm <laughs> sorry, what? And I was like, Regardless of the fact that you're pregnant, that's so fucking vile. You ate three pieces. That means there's at least, least five pieces left. At of that least, pizza. like if not like what thirteen. And for like, you to come on... in to like your brother's house, presumably, I'm pretty sure they were straight. But like yeah. to come into your brother's house and just like eat a full leftover pizza, maybe like a, a slice. slice. But the whole thing? And the breadstick? And I was like, it has nothing to do with the fact that you're pregnant. No. That's just rude as That's fuck. That's just rude. Yeah. You're not the asshole. Oh my like, God. Yeah. I would, I would be pissed. I would lose it. my mind. Yeah. And then the fact that she is pregnant means that like her hormones are just like going oh, crazy. Yeah. Right. And that can legitimately make you crazy. Like right. it can legitimately yeah. make you just like so mood swingy and she like... And then people are probably like, it's just pizza. Stop it's overreacting. Just pizza. And she's like, like no. Fuck, it's not just pizza. It's not pizza. just pizza. It's the fact that she, like, disrespected me in my own house. Yeah. No, I get it. I would... I'm not pregnant, and I would be I would, fucking pissed. I'd be so angry. Yeah. I'd be like, like you, you ate couldn't my, leave one piece of pizza? Like, you ate my fucking leftovers. Literally all of them. <laughs> Literally all of them. How? I don't, I don't know. And like, I, they didn't talk about like the size of pizza. So it could have been like a personal one where that wouldn't have been like a lot of pizza. Okay. But even a personal size that's pizza still has. five slices. Well, like, a personal would have like six slices. But yeah. But that's still half a pizza. Yeah. But, and the way that she says like, I ate three slices. Yeah. Means to me that there were more, more than, than like six. Not, instead of like, I ate, ate half. half. Right. Like yeah. I ate three slices, which right. meant that the majority of the pizza was still left. That was probably like a quarter of the pizza that she ate. So yeah. she had three quarters of a pizza, like the sister-in-law and her breadsticks. I was like, ah. No. Nope. Rage. No, oh, yeah. And, like, I'm not a leftovers person. I've talked about this yeah. on here before. Like, it's just not... I get really in my head about, like, foodborne illnesses and things. Because I... <laughs> you would not have done well on choir trips with me. Oh, my God. So, I oh. had salmonella when I was in grade right. five. Yeah. And it was, like, really bad. Like, yeah. I was hospitalized for a while oh for it. God. Like, it was really bad. And um, so, now I'm, like... <laughs> Right. really sensitive to foodborne illness. Right. And something about leftovers, in even if it's in the fridge. And then and reheated. It's, it's in a day or two and I'm eating it. I get in my fucking no, head about that's, it. I get that. Yeah, you have a past experience I have it. to really want that leftover. Right. Like, we had, um, last week, uh, we made shepherd's pie and there was yeah. only like one serving left. Yeah. And I ate that the next day because I really enjoyed it. And right. It was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, not normally. I'm, that's not a normal thing yeah. for me. Yeah. Pizza, on the other hand, yeah. the one leftover I'll fucking eat no matter what. For like, days. <laughs> for days. And so hilariously, growing up, we put our leftover pizza, like, in the box. It was just in the oven. 
Yeah. It wasn't even in the fridge. Oh my god, It was yeah. just in the oven. Yeah. If, and for someone who's like really weird about foodborne illnesses. Yeah. I don't that doesn't my, bother me. That doesn't bother me. No. I don't put my leftover pizza in the fridge most of the time. No. It's just like in my living room. Yeah. Um, on the floor maybe. And to be fair, we are a ground floor apartment, so the floor is very cold in our apartment. Right. So it's kind of like a fridge. It's kind of like a fridge. Yeah. We call it like the ground fridge. Nice. <laughs> nice. Or the floor fridge. The floor fridge. <laughs> um, but like then if I have raw chicken in the fridge... It's gotta like, be like on the very very bottom. It can't touch anything else. No. It's like wrapped. And the th- and the thought of like if it's in the fridge longer than two days, no, it's I'm garbage. Like, it's garbage. It's garbage. And I know technically it's, it's not like garbage. four days. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure we've gone as long as six days, and, and it's been it. fine. My mom's always like, just smell it. That's and not so, you can't smell rot. I'm so sorry. You and can. You can. But you can't not the beginning stages. The beginning stages. Yeah. But I'm I'm in a weird phase right now, and it's been like the last six months or more where mm. chicken is a no oh and i've tried i've tried chicken breasts i've tried the only kind of chicken i can eat is like freezer chicken strips or mm-hmm. like last night mom picked up chicken t- chicken tenders and mm-hmm. uh, popcorn chicken from superstore that's fine yeah but do not give me a chicken breast definitely not a chicken thigh or anything like i am if- having trouble eating meat off of a bone <laughs> Were you telling me this or was I talking to someone else about this I too? Do, I don't know if it was like, I can't remember what I tell you someone, ever. But I was talking to someone else the other day and they were like, no, I have this thing where I can't, I can't. I don't think it was. It wasn't you because no. they were like, you know, like we make the wings or the ribs and people are just like, like sucking it off the end or whatever. And I'm like. Yeah, I am having... Who was I talking to? I, I don't know who that is, but... Not you. I agree with them. Because I, I too, am having this thing where, like, if it's on a bone... Right. I can't... I, it squigs me out right now. Even, and, even like, a rib. Like uh-huh. Intro, okay. And, like, I love ribs. Yeah. But there's something... I think it's just a little too reminiscent of, like, an animal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which... Huh? You've eaten it before. I've eaten it before. You're going I'm, thing. That's you know, fine. whatever. Um, um, I'm also not willing to give up meat entirely right now because I'm lactose mm. intolerant. I'm supposed to be cutting out dairy. I'm supposed to be cutting out, like, grains and stuff. So, like, it's really hard for me to eat anyway. Right. <laughs> so, like, I'm, you know, still eating meat, but it's kind of squigging me out right now. So, like... I'm not eating a lot of meat. Yeah. Like, a lot of just, like, cheese for protein, mm. which is not the best. No. But. Cheese is a fat, not a protein. I know. It I need to get... protein, but... Legumes or something. Tuna's on sale. Oh, yeah. I do eat tuna. Yeah. Um, not I, every day, though, because I read that you're not supposed to eat canned tuna. Yeah, because of the mercury or whatever. Yeah. But I don't... Um, but I don't know if... I don't know if this is a weird thing for you, but I... One of my safe foods is... Um, freezer meatballs so so like at superstore they have you know they have the bags of the things that are like ten dollars yeah so i buy the the it's got like a red label it's like it's beef meatballs or whatever it's not like it's not all beef like there's there's some like bread crumbs or something or whatever meatballs need binding yeah but literally egg in there as well because it's a common binding yeah but literally i take eight of them or ten of them out i put them in a bowl i put them in the microwave for like two minutes and sometimes that's all i eat but i'm like i know that this is protein and this is getting me fuel period yeah like i don't i don't care anything other than that 
I'm like iffy on meatballs. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll eat them and I'll enjoy them, and then sometimes the smell of them is like, Bleh. yeah, yeah. Um, protein shakes. Costco has yeah. really good protein. They also have a really I good need plant to find plant based. Oh protein. yeah, they do have a really because I need good to one. find plant based versions because the unfortunately whey. the way yeah. still hurts my stomach. Yes, and um, it doesn't have lactose. No, like, but whey is but still. But it's still yeah. it doesn't sit well. No, so yeah. Um, yeah, they have, it's the Lean Fit brand. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's on sale a lot. Um, yeah. And they have a plant-based one. So nice. It's pretty good. I'll check it out. Yeah. Because I do definitely need more protein in my life. Everyone, like, I know that. Everyone needs more protein. Yeah. Literally everyone. Everyone. It's like, it's a hill I will die on. Yeah. People are like, I can't eat that much protein. I'm going to damage my kidneys. No, no you're not. You're not. <laughs> unless, you, unless you literally have kidney failure or... Like, kidney issues, you're fine. You're fine. They've done so many studies of, like, 300-pound, 400-pound football players consuming four times their body weight in protein. And, like, some of them had to drop out of the study because they actually physically couldn't eat that much protein in a day. It was just, like... And you just... They're just, like, that's so much. Yeah. Like, because I'm sure you've been there where you're, like, eating a platter of meat or something and you get to the point you're, like, I physically cannot bring this to my mouth yes. again yeah and that's just because the body's like okay there's enough protein you're gonna yeah. pee it out yeah and um the body has a very very hard time not that this matters but for anyone out there who is potentially like looking to lose weight or anything like that the body can't really easily convert protein to body fat so it goes to repair your muscles keep your muscles strong women and female presenting people we lose muscle a lot it's estrogen. Faster, yeah. Estrogen, unfortunately, attacks muscles, but we can't really deal with... Like, we can't not yeah. have estrogen. <laughs> Female presented. That's not... <sighs> higher estrogen. People with higher estrogen. Mm. That's what... Okay, sorry. That's what I'm trying to say. People with higher estrogen and lower testosterone... You need we more... We lose muscle mass way faster. Yeah, you need and... more protein to keep up with the loss. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's... You don't even... You're just going to lose muscle mass. So And like, we protein. are not your doctor. We're not your doctor. We're not your personal trainer. We're no. not your nutritionist. No. So like, follow those people if you have them. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, people, humans do not eat enough protein. Yeah. Also take vitamin D. That's, it's so important. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're Canadian. Especially in the winter, but year round. Yeah. I mean, this has been a weird winter, but still. Yeah. Uh, some of my coworkers, speaking mm. of weird winter, they're like, I just want it to snow so that it doesn't snow as long. And I'm like, I don't want it to snow. I just want Vancouver winter. Oh, I really want snow. No. No, Nikki. Um, I, no. Like, I, I looked at the weather forecast for this week and it's like, there's a couple days of like, less than one centimeter. And I'm like, come on, just change. No. <sighs> I'm, I'm putting my foot down we're not having winter in Halifax oh this year oh my god <laughs> you don't even have to shovel <laughs> no I do actually it's not oh, part of our rental at all no you guys have to we, shovel the driveway yeah we do actually have a neighbor who has a plow and he usually plows the like the park like the road thing oops I just <laughs> the microphone sorry but yeah like basically like the around because right. there's like three buildings and all of our parking lots are connected. connected um so he does he like plows that out but we have to shovel out our own cars and like the um stairs and stuff yeah it's in the contract okay it's in the rental so I just, I just didn't know if it was because if you it's, can 
If it's yeah. in the Residential Tenancies Act that landlords are responsible for that. Yeah, I think it's like... I just... I don't know. Because it's different for houses than, than apartment, apartment buildings. buildings. I so. didn't actually look it up because I didn't really care that much. Yeah. But my point being, if it's in the Residential Tenancies Act, a lease can't override can't, that. Yeah, no. I don't know. I haven't looked it up. Yeah. Because I... It's fine. It's been fine the last few years. It hasn't been too bad. It hasn't bad. been so bad. Um, so. But, like, today it's supposed to be, what, like, plus three... Like it was plus four when it was I like walked this plus morning. Five I was I was, I was like, oh my here. god! I was driving. I was wearing my jacket. I had to take like I had to open it. I was so hot. But then like Thursday, it's supposed to feel like minus twenty three. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday, it's supposed to be like minus three. And I'm like, no. what? Uh, no. Also, it's like fucking February now. Yeah, soon. Like it's today's the thirtieth. Damn. I know. <laughs> I don't know where time goes. I don't understand. I don't get it. No, I don't get it at all. Um, um what? Do you want to talk about books? I was just, <laughs> I was just going to be like we should talk about books because um, I went Brianna, a little crazy this week and I read two four book series this week so that that if you know math uh means that I read eight, eight. books. Books. And actually, um, it was act- it was only in five days. Uh, so. Oh, yeah, because I was going to say, I texted you the other day, and you were like, yeah, I read eight books. <laughs> and that's still the same, so <laughs> meh. Yeah, so I read, uh, why don't we just get into it? Sure. Um, so I read the Twisted series by Anna Huang. Okay. Um, fantastic. So it, I don't remember the titles. <laughs> I was like, tell me more. It's very good. Okay. Also, I like my slippers. I do like your slippers. They're so fuzzy on the inside. They're so nice. And they got like a sole. Okay, so Twisted Love, Twisted Games, Twisted Hate, and Twisted Lies. Those are the titles in order. Jesus. Um, Sounds very twisted. (laughs) I'm so... Sorry. I'm so punny. So punny. (laughs) That like, I don't... I don't know why that got me so oh, much, but fine. the way that I laughed was... <laughs> uh, okay, oh, so t- these books follow, like, a group of friends um, and their connections to each other. And um, so the first book is... Um, most of them are kind of, like, forbidden romances. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is Brother's Best Friend. So... Uh, Ava is the main character. Her brother, Josh, has a best friend, Alex. Okay. Um, and Alex is, like, an emotionalist robot. Um, he doesn't really show emotion. He basically, like, you know, is just really cold and and quiet and to himself. Um, and he makes a fuck ton of money. He um, is, like... a investing genius and so when he was very young like not very young but when he was younger his parents died um and there he used their inheritance like the inheritance he got from them he invested it all and was like a millionaire by 17 like just like real smart with money makes a fuck ton of money jeez um he's basically ceo of his corporation even though he's technically the coo which is the chief Operating officer. Thank you, suits. Yeah, <laughs> legit. <laughs> um, and 
but he's he's like basically shadow running the company. Mm-hmm. Um, but his uncle is technically the CEO. Mm. So uh, Josh, so Ava's brother Josh, mm-hmm. uh, he goes away to do like a residency thing because he's be, he's in med school to become a doctor. Right. Um, so he leaves. He goes, does whatever, and he's like, "Hey, Alex." Can you watch after my sister for me? Because, like, Ava's just this really beautiful, like, really trusting, naive kind of girl. Now, she is in, like, her 20s, so she's not, like, a baby. Like, you know, she's, like, graduating college, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so, like, 22. Yeah, 22, 23. Yeah. Um, Alex is a bit older because, like, probably a couple of years older. Because about the same age as her brother. So, like, there's not a huge gap between them. Right. Um, and he's like, Alex is like, yeah, sure, I'll watch after your sister or whatever. And he's, <laughs> Josh is like, great, you're the only person I trust not to fuck with her. Oh, the foreshadowing is <laughs> just like, <laughs> And then Alex is all like, why do I actually kind of like Ava? Like, why do I want to spend time with her? Why? Because he said that you couldn't. Yeah. So, um... Some things happen in their relationship um, that I don't want to spoil because it's a huge integral part of the story, Mm. but they break up and she goes to London to do like an art thing. Like Fun. um, She's like a photographer. She went to school for photography. Right. So she goes to do like a residency in photography. Right. And um, he follows her. After they've broken up, he just follows her, and every day he walks her home from her work. Okay. And he, like, shows up in the morning, gives her, like, a coffee and a croissant, and then, like, walks her home. And he just does that for a year until she agrees to get back together with him. And it's, like, it would be so stalkery if someone actually did that. Yeah. But, like, it's so kind of sweet. In the moment, because he also gives up his CEO position, which is, like, the only thing he's ever been working towards his whole life, and he gives it up to go, like, be Pursue with her. her. Yeah. So it's, like, sweet, but also it would be so creepy. It would be so <clears throat> creepy. Also, I'd be pissed because, like, I want the money. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to travel. Yeah. Oh, God. There's a piano there. There's a piano there. <laughs> For the record, it's a grand piano, and it, it's like it takes up the majority, the majority of the room. <laughs> okay, well now I know what we have to post on the Instagram this week. <laughs> Picture of my studio, um, a mess. And then, it. so the Sorry. next book, no worries. The next book follows Bridget and Reese. So Bridget is actually the princess of a uh, what is it called? Eldora. Are they all related? Okay, so Bridget is Ava's best friend. So, but she's a princess? Yeah, because they all went to... So, okay. So Bridget is a princess of Aldora, but because she's the second born, she was allowed to go away for college. She's so she spare. went to... Yeah. She went to uh, like the States for okay. college, and so that's how they all know each other. So Bridget, Ava, Jules, and Stella okay. are all best friends. They so, all lived together right. as roommates, and they're all besties. Did I miss that this, is this fantastical or is it very much set in life? No, it's real life. Okay. It's set in, it's contemporary. Contemporary. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then you have Josh, who is Ava's brother. Yeah. Alex, who's Josh's best friend. Right. Um, and then you have Reese and Christian. Okay. 
which I will now explain how they come into the okay. <laughs> but they're like they're all intertwined. They're all intertwined. This yes. is a, this is a trend right now. Yeah, okay? yeah, it like, is. Like not and just with what you're reading, but just with what's being written. Yes, exactly. Yeah, to to write in like a universe, right? Um, and like like a social circle. It's like the um the MCU effect. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's two new Avengers movies coming out. It's I had exciting. no idea. Sorry, my brain is going. It's going. It's okay, going. Go for it. Um, okay, so Bridget yeah. is the princess of Eldora, okay. and her bodyguard has to leave to go on paternity leave because his wife is about to have a baby. So mm. she gets a new bodyguard. Okay, Reese. Right. Yeah. Of course. And Reese is uh, the an employee of Christian. Christian Harper ah. uh, does security. He owns a security firm. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll get to <laughs> So, Bridget and Reese are the, um, forbidden bodyguard princess romance, obviously. Right. Yeah. Where they, like, absolutely should not get together, but they but do. they do. Um, and the conflict, and this happens very quickly in the book, but the conflict is that, um... Bridget's brother steps down. He abdicates because he wants to get married to a commoner. Right. And that's against the law right. in Eldora. Um, Is that so, a real country? No. Okay. <laughs> it's made up. <laughs> um, so they really can't be together mm-hmm. is like the story. Right. Is Bridget is dealing with the fact that she's now going to be queen um, and can't be with Reese. Um, it blows up in the media when they get found out, basically. Um, and... Yeah, it goes not great for a while and yeah. then gets better. Okay. Um, right. Very cute. I like every book that I've read in this series. Like, I liked every one of them, but this one's probably, like, my least favorite mm-hmm. just because it was okay. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know. I liked the other people, like, a little bit right. better. Yeah. Which has nothing to do with, like, the writing. The writing is fantastic. It's just I... Connected, connected yeah. differently. Do you have to read them in? Not technically. Okay. Um, they definitely. So these books actually happen over multi, like multitude of years. Mm-hmm. What am I trying to say? Multiple Many years. Multiple. Oh uh-huh. my god. A multitude. It's a multitude, <laughs> but multiple years. So like the you first can one. That's in the way. Oh, no, that's okay. fine. I just like touched it. Oh. <laughs> um. But so the first one, it's like about two years. Mm-hmm. Um. From, like, when the book starts to when the book ends. And then the next one happens over, like, four-ish years. Mm -hmm. And so, like, each book, technically, I think you could read on your own, like, on its own. But it is part of a series. So it does give you context into the others. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it reminds me of, like, the Kaleidoscope series on Netflix where Mm -hmm. you can watch them in any order. As long as you watch, like, the, the white episode last. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the next book is Josh and Jules. Mm. So Jules is uh, Ava's bestie. Right. Like, really close. Uh, because obviously, like, Bridget's out, you know, yeah. in Eldora being a queen. Right. Um, and Stella's an influencer, so she doesn't have a lot of, like, time, basically. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but also Jules has kind of been, like, um, getting Ava in trouble. Mm. Like, not... Not bad trouble, she but... She's like the wild child? She's like the wild child right. of the group, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Josh has hated Jules for, like, ever. Jeez. Like, ever since. Because, obviously, he's very, like, um, 
worried about Ava and like really wants to keep her safe. Right. And so he kind of unreasonably hates Jules because they get in trouble. <sighs> um, but then they start working at the same place where, so she's becoming a lawyer. This book happens um, near the end of her law degree. Okay. So from when the books start till now, it's been like four or five years. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so she's just about to get her law degree. Um, she has to take like her, the boards or whatever they're called. Yeah. She gets called to the bar. The bar. That's what it's called. <laughs> um, my best, boards are my, medical. My, yeah. <laughs> my other bestie's a lawyer. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she's about to take the bar exam. Yeah. And, um, in the meantime, she's working at a smaller, like, health clinic as their, like, legal advice. Okay. Because you don't have to be, like, a full-on lawyer to give legal advice. Mm. Sure. I, it's, like, a whole thing. Okay. But anyway. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so she's just there, like, doing filing or whatever. But Josh happens to volunteer there a lot as, like, their medical consultant. Right. Um, because... He is a doctor, mm-hmm. fully fledged, works in the emergency room. Mm-hmm. So, due to events in the first book, Josh and Alex have had a, like a falling out. Mm-hmm. Um, and no spoilers, no spoilers, but they had a falling out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's kind of just like doesn't have a lot of friends right now. Mm-hmm. He's you know a little angry about the whole Alex Ava situation. Um, but because they're going to be working together, Josh and Jules, they're like, let's have a truce. Let's stop, like, spitting fire at each other. Let's just have a truce in the office because we don't want to, like, you know, make our coworkers uncomfortable. Yeah, because people can feel that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, their truce quickly turns into sex. <laughs> um, and mm. all of these books, like, the the male character is pretty much, like, the, the same in every book. Like, the way that he's, like, possessive and obsessed and, like, all of these things about his, like, partner um which is the fantasy of romance yeah that is that's the fantasy to have someone be like fully attuned to you and like you above everyone kind of thing that's the fantasy of most romance i feel like that's why i like reese so much yeah not this not this reese uh akatar reese yeah because it he's just like fully about yeah um so they all kind of like like the possessiveness and the like um like the way that they have sex even like right. the sort of dominating situation mm. um and i love it it was great <laughs> but are I, they steamy books they're steamy okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the books i read this week are steamy <laughs> okay if you guys were here the way that she just like takes her notebook and like folds it back open and like hides <laughs> into the book like he 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 it was really funny. It was really um, cute. And then they have some stuff because uh, Jules is being blackmailed by an ex with a sex tape. <sighs> so well, some, he's the dick. Yeah. Yeah. That becomes very clear. Yeah. Um, Josh overreacts. Ugh. It's <laughs> Overreacts <laughs> that there is a sex tape? No. Oh. Uh, to what happens, like, what she does because she's being blackmailed, he right. overreacts to that. Okay. Very heavily. Okay. Um, and so they break up and then they get back together and the whole time they were broken up, I'm like, Josh, you're a dum-dum. Right. So <laughs> it was great though. Okay. I really liked that one because they were, 
they really it's like enemies to lovers like they really didn't like each other but the banter between them uh-huh. is so like it's so reminiscent of like the banter I do with Tristan. Oh, Where like yeah. I love him, but I will raz him to the fucking earth. Like I will make fun of him more than anyone else, and that has been a staple right. in our relationship for the whole time we've been together. Right. Like I joke sometimes that I got him by being mean to him. Like <laughs> it's that whole like, oh, if he likes you, he'll pull your pigtails. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah. Yeah. So I really liked that one, but Christian Harper. Ugh. Oh my god. Okay. So that's your least favorite one? No, I'm, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, so literally I wrote, ooh, I like Christian. <laughs> <laughs> underline, underline. Um, okay, so Christian and Stella. Mm-hmm. Um Christian is like Reese's ex-boss now. Reese obviously doesn't work for security anymore because Bridget. Anyway. (laughs) Full stop. So, uh, he also owns a building that Jules and Stella move into Mm -hmm. and get, like, an insane discount on rent. Mm. Um, which is nice. (laughs) I wish I had that connection. Yeah. So, um, they move into his building. Um, it's been a few years that they've been living there now. Jules has now moved out to live with Josh. Okay. And, um... Stella, as an influencer, had a stalker, like, a couple of years ago. Um, and then, just now, the stalker is back. Yeah. And Christian is like, that That can't happen. They broke into my building. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he runs a security firm, like, that does bodyguards, but he also does, like, cybersecurity and, like, a bunch of other things. And he is very Morley Gray. Um... Definitely gets his hands dirty. Right. Um, doesn't do everything exactly legally. Mm-hmm. But not also illegally? Like, well, I wouldn't say not illegally. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, you said gray, so I was uh, like, mm, just like tiptoeing that line. So he definitely has a moral compass. Okay. It doesn't necessarily align with the morality of society. Gotcha. Let's put it that way. Gotcha. I would say that. Uh, in like a D&D lawful, I can't remember what it's called, but basically there's, so there's three, um, you can be lawful, evil, or good. Right. Or no, so it's, uh, good, neutral, evil. Oh, And then you have chaotic, lawful, and I can't remember what the other one is. Okay. Yeah. But in that, he's probably like chaotic evil a little bit. Oh. Uh, because he's not always perfect. Right. Neutral. Oh, good neutral evil chart. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... Lawful, lawful neutral, neutral chaotic. chaotic. Yeah. Or lawful true. Well, okay. Oh. So, so because neutral neutral oh, is true, true neutral. neutral. Oh, okay. Um, he's probably more like chaotic neutral, where he has his own moral code. Right. But it does not follow the moral code of society. Okay. Um, right. He's hot as fuck. I gotta be. I gotta be honest. That's. Oh, they've got fic writers alignment chart of all of these. Yeah. So neutral evil has a compilation post of fics. I will never write too cheesy. Oh. No. Oh, this is like about authors. Never mind. Um. So 
basically he convinces Stella to move into his apartment because it'll be safer for her. Right. Um, and also because Stella needs, she's trying to get like a, an influencer, like contract thing, like to be the face of a brand. Okay. Um, and her agent tells her you need to get more followers. Mm -hmm. And like the easiest way for her to get followers is to, um, like soft launch a boyfriend. And so she and Christian enter this, like, fake dating situation where they're like, cool, we're just going to let everyone think that we're actually dating, but mm -hmm. it's really just for your safety to keep you safe. Right. Um, and then it becomes clear that Christian actually knows way more about Stella than he should. He is not her stalker. I'll just put that right out there. Her stalker is someone else. But it's a little close to that. Um, turns out that... This is major spoilers for this, but turns out about five years before the events of this book, he saw her get like get mugged. Someone caught the mugger, um, brought the mugger back to like a police officer was like okay. nearby. Caught the mugger, brought them back to basically give back her like stuff, mm -hmm. um, and she gave the mugger all the money that she had in her wallet. Was just like really nice and like obviously you need this like you need this here's this money declined to press charges and Christian was Sorry. oh that's okay Christian was like no one's this nice no one's this good so he starts looking into her and then it becomes a bit of an obsession and now it's four years later and they're fake dating so hmm. yeah um he also kills her stalker once. She's found. She gets like kidnapped and he comes. Major, in. major, spoilers. major spoilers. Holy. Total spoilers for this one. Oh my book. god. Because I just need you to know everything about this one. Oh my gosh. Um, We're so sorry. Who's the author? Uh, Anna Huang. Yeah. We're sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but we've been better. <laughs> we have been We've better. been a lot better lately. Um, but he literally like kills her stalker, like tortures and kills him. So, like I said, uh, not entirely morally right. With society. Right. Well, I found I found a better chart that talks about characters. It's, oh, yeah. It's actually funny. It's like Star Wars. Like, it says Star Wars. Mm. But they're descriptions of... Of just, like, what a character would be like. Right. And so I actually don't think he's chaotic neutral based on what Ooh. it says. Let me look at it right now. Because I have to... I didn't write down the other four books. So. Oh, no. That's okay. <laughs> but I will talk about them. Yeah. But, yeah. So I loved this series. Yes. Um, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Are they long books? Uh, they're definitely full-length novels, like two to three hundred pages. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, I I really did enjoy, I don't know what I'm doing with light. light I thought you were looking at that chart. I was, but then it just took me to this. Uh, what did I click on? It was, I clicked on this one. And then it was like one and of the ones. And then it was one of the ones. Underneath it. You know what? I'll just pull it up on my phone. There you go. Oh, perfect. Yeah, this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, like... Probably, like, neutral evil. Yeah. Seasonal value or of order. lawful evil. Ooh, yeah. Uses well-ordered systems. And a distinct code of conduct for evil. Yeah. Maybe or chaotic neutral... Abandons rules and pursues their own desires. Freedom first. Probably that one, actually. Oh, okay. So then you were correct. Yeah. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Um, um, what was the other series you read? Okay, so it's called the Devil's Series. 
Um, and let me find out who it was written by. Can't believe you didn't write it down. That's because I finished reading them literally like right before I went to inventory. So oh, just... okay, all right, fine. Beep, beep, do. Uh, oh my god. Okay. Nashville Sorry. Devils is what they're called. Uh, oh. <clears throat> no, that's not what I want. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, by Melissa Ivers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are five books, but only four are out. Um, and so it goes. Never mind. Let me just check. <laughs> so you one still more have thing. one more to read in that one. I do, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so it goes uh Forbidden Devil. Okay. Untamed Devil, Broody Devil, and then what's the last one called? Dirty Devil. Okay. What's the fifth one supposed to be called? I don't know. I don't oh, look okay. at that. Because right. only four are out, so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that I got to this series is that for Dirty Devil, I saw a, uh, like, a screenshot of, like, a scene in it. Okay. Um, and immediately was like, gotta read this. <laughs> and now when you click on it, it does say that it's a standalone. Um, so technically, I guess you could read it on its own. Uh, I have weird issues with that where I just wanted to know the rest of the context Mm. for the book that I was reading. So I read the whole series. That sounds right. Yeah. So the first one follows uh, Jazlyn. So Jazz um, and Lincoln. Jazz and her brother Gordon have just inherited the Nashville Devils, which is a hockey team. So these are hockey romances, which I don't often read. I'm already cringing. But it really intrigued me, the scene that I read. So I was like, okay, I'll read these. So Jazz and Lincoln have some history uh, when they were both at the Olympics a few years ago, um, because Jazz is also a hockey player. She's won two Olympic medals um, and a bunch of, like, championships. Mm -hmm. Um, So Jazz and Lincoln were at the Olympics, like, a few years prior to this. um, Had a little romance. Mm -hmm. And then Lincoln got basically told off by Jazz's father and been like, get the fuck away from her kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And they meet again on the very same day that Jazz is... Uh, announced to be his boss now and if you know anything about hockey which I don't (laughs) um it's a very like volatile kind of thing where you have contracts with your owners but they can trade you away on their whim yep so um she he's like oh well I can't have a romance with my owner that's illegal it's not like illegal but But like it's like very frowned frowned upon. upon yeah um And Jazz is like, no, I have to be above board on everything because she's the only female owner of a team, even though it's like a co-ownership. She's the only female owner. Mm -hmm. She has to be above reproach. Mm -hmm. Like, she just literally has to work three times as hard and be three times as perfect. Yep. So, uh, that obviously, they don't stay away from each other very long, (laughs) um, and Lincoln's like, Jazz is it for me. Like, he knows pretty quickly that, like, he doesn't want anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't call it love in the beginning, but it absolutely is. Um, and he's like, I'm willing to be a secret for as long as we need to keep this a secret. Whoa. Because I, you're it for me. I'm 
like I'm done. I'm done. Right. You're who I want to be with forever. Right. Um, she is a little bit of like back and forth wishy washy kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very clear that they both love each other very quickly in the book. Right. Um, and then the media find out. Of about course them. they do. And just absolutely rip Jazz to shreds. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she's like a puck bunny, which is like a thing that they call people who sleep with hockey players. Yes, they um, do. And they're like, of course she would just get ownership and then use it to sleep her way through the team, even though it's literally one person that she's sleeping with. It doesn't matter. It it's doesn't matter. Assumed. Um, so, yeah. It was good. I I enjoyed the, like secrecy and Mm -hmm. like Lincoln is very like possessive and whatever like that's that's the whole thing about all of these like male main characters and a lot of these books is just like you're my one true love you're my mate you're my you know whatever so which I I get in like fantasy novels like I and I like it in fantasy novels in contemporary I'm just like yeah also, so part of the story is that, like, um, Jazz and Gordon are given two years to get their team to the playoffs. Right. Um, and they're, like, and that's very difficult. Like, when you switch owners, mm. there's a lot of upheaval. They also don't have a lot of, like, great teamwork. They didn't have a captain on their team. They had right. to get a new coach. So, like, it's a lot of rebuilding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Fantastic. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. I can't remember what the next book... <laughs> uh, that was book one. Do Untamed is the next one. Who are you about? <laughs> oh, okay. Perfect. Okay. So the next one is um, Tag and L. Okay. Uh, so... I can't fully remember. Oh, jeez. Ah, this okay. is what happens when you read when you don't write eight it down. books and don't write them down. Also, can I just comment? I love when this kind of weather happens where it's like, it's so sunny. So like the tree outside is so lit, but the sky behind it it's is so dark. dark. It's so beautiful. I, mean, I don't okay. know what's happening. But... I have now remembered what okay. this book is about. Sorry. Go for no, it. that's okay. <laughs> So Elle comes to town after like a bad breakup. Okay. Um, same town as uh, kind of again like MCU thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it's like Nashville because that's where they're right. based. Right. Um, Nashville Devils. Gotcha. Uh, so she comes to town to stay with her sister Lucy. Lucy is the team's PR representative. Ah, okay. Um, and when they get there, Tag just happens to be because like. Um, Lucy and Jazz are friends. Yep. And so Lucy and Lincoln go to, like, hang out with Lucy. Or what am I trying to say? Jazz and Lincoln go to hang out with Lucy to meet her sister. And they bring along Tag. Okay. Who is another hockey player on the team. Um, And Tag and Elle hit it off really quickly. They have a one-night stand. Um, and that was supposed to be just it. She was like, great, I'm going to get over my breakup by getting under someone else. And, um, then the next morning, Tag's sister Finley drops, not Finley, sorry, that's a different person. Tag's sister Ainsley. Aha. Close. Um, drops off her eight-year-old daughter and leaves. Um, because she's going to go, um, be with a boyfriend who doesn't want kids. So she just drops her kid off, 
pieces the fuck out. What? Terrible mother. <gasps> so, um, Ella's still there in the morning when this happens, and Lincoln's like, I have to go to practice. I, or not Lincoln, Tag. Tag. Tag is like, I gotta go, and Elle's like, I'll watch your kid for you. He's like, you're it. <laughs> but, <a base laughs> sorry. <laughs> but basically, he's like, I'm so sorry about this, and she's like, no, 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 it's fine, like, I have nothing on the go, mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, mm-hmm. I'm on vacation for a couple of months. Um, and the story with them is that uh, Lucy and Elle's father owns, like, an investment company. Okay. And expects Elle to take over that company and also marry who he wants her to marry for the good of the company. Right. Um, so she now has this, like, two-month vacation where she's out from under her parents' thumb for basically, like, the first time in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just having a great time with Tag. And then they fall in love. <laughs> and uh, she's like, well, this always had an expiry date. I got to go back and um, live the life my father wants me to live. Uh, obviously, that doesn't happen hmm. because they're in love. Right. <clears throat> but the the whole story is basically like his niece comes to live with him. He has no idea what's going on. And they help each other and become this, like, ready-made family. Mm. And it's just really sweet, but also, like, steamy. All of these books are steamy. Nice. Nice. So the next book is about Rhett and Lucy. So Lucy is Elle's sister. Right. um, And the PR person. So Rhett has been transferred to their team. Um, He's a player. He's a player. Okay. All All the guys are players. All of the guys are hockey players. Um... (laughs) I don't think my eyes could roll back any further. <laughs> I honestly, when I, oh, when I was like contemplating reading these books, yeah. I was like, I don't like hockey. I don't like hockey romances. I don't really read them. But these were really good. Okay. Um, and so Rhett has been transferred from his LA team because he fought with one of his teammates, right. like, like in the locker room, like punching it was really bad and the press was really bad about it Mm -hmm. and so he's been sent here and as lucy is the head of pr lucy's like Mm. we gotta shape you up basically yeah um or you're just gonna be transferred again again because we can't have this happening no um we can't have this like loose cannon we have to get to playoffs we have to you know um so they uh have again like a secret relationship. Okay. Um fantastic. <laughs> it's so good. He is but also this one um the book starts with him like fucking off to Vegas and she comes to find him like in a strip club. They sit down to have one drink and they wake up the next morning naked in bed together and married. <laughs> Cuz they're in Vegas. And because they posted on on their socials about it, they have to, um, basically, Lucy decides that the best way to go about this is to just be fake married for a few months mm-hmm. until the season's over and they can quietly get divorced because her dad doesn't need the bad press for his business and, um, like, Rhett definitely does not need the bad press. He's already, like, being vilified. So it's not an <clears throat> issue for him to be married to this PR person because she's not, like, the owner it, of the team? Yeah. Okay. So it's, like, a little frowned upon, but, like, they technically... Like, she's not his She's boss. not his boss right. in any way. Um, so the scandal is basically that they didn't, like, tell anyone, kind of. Right. 
Um, and so they're they're doing their thing, being like fake married. Um, and then Lucy's parents come to town for an indeterminate amount of time and decide to stay with them in Rhett's penthouse. Yeah. There's only two bedrooms. And because it was a fake marriage, Rhett had one bedroom and Lucy has another. But now with Lucy's parents here, they have to share a bed. Yeah. Uh, get steamy real quick. Pillow wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it gets steamy very quickly. Yeah. Um, and then... Rhett's just a motherfucking idiot and ruins it, and then they get back together. So, <laughs> it's really good, great, but now I want to talk about the fourth book, which is the whole reason I read this series. Right. <laughs> so, this one is with uh, Foster and Avery. So, Avery is Rhett's sister. Okay. But Foster is a hockey player on the team. Okay. Um, Foster is also English. Um, so he's got an accent. Nice. Did you have the accent in your head when you were reading Absolutely, it? Absolutely, <laughs> I did. <laughs> but the reason that I found this book is because I was in my literature book club. Right. Thing, Facebook group thing. Facebook group thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the scene that I read was um, basically like a shower scene where he goes to like shower at her house and finds her like silicone dildo. Uh-huh. And then um, she comes in to give him, like, a towel or whatever and tries to, like, kind of pretend like it's not there. And they're already, like, in a relationship at this point, which I didn't know when I read the snippet. But oh, right. Um, he, like, sticks it to the wall and is like, show me how you fuck yourself. And then um, also he has a Jacob's Ladder piercing. Do you know what that is? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, for the people who don't know, yeah. <laughs> it's a series of barbells um, that are pierced into the underside of your penis. Yeah. Um, apparently, I think that would hurt so fucking bad to get it done. Yep. But apparently it feels great. So, (laughs) great. Who am I to? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I have no experience with that. No. (laughs) Um, but I was like, ooh, intriguing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Yeah, I found this scene. I was like, hot, gonna read that book. Ended up reading four books just so I could read this one. Um, but it's re- it was really good. Um, Avery has a young baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually comes out that the person that Rhett fought, like his teammate that he fought with to get kicked off of the LA team that he was on, um, is the father of said baby. And basically when he was told that she was pregnant, he threw some money at her, said, take care of the problem, and then peace the fuck out of her life. So, obviously he's not a great guy. He's uh, a dick. <laughs> and so Foster basically, like, meets Avery when Avery's, like, five months pregnant. That's when they first meet. Mm-hmm. Um, this book happens when uh, Avery is about, uh, like, three to six months postpartum. Okay. Um, so it's been like a while since they've known each other mm-hmm. and the book starts with Avery being um, like off the side of the road because her car broke down and she tries to to talk to Rhett but Rhett's like out there fucking his wife so <laughs> she contacts Foster and is like hey please come pick me up we're going to the same Halloween party um, and Foster comes out in this like um, Steve Harrington from Stranger uh, Things, yeah. like the Ahoy yep. costume, but it's like this tiny little, like tiny shorts and like, and um, 
basically what comes out is that Rhett had um, jokingly ordered it for him. Right. Um, because Rhett and him became, like, best friends. And so he had jokingly, like, as a prank, ordered it. And he didn't have any other choice but to come in costume because it was, like, a charity event. Mm-hmm. Um, so he puts this on and she just, like, makes fun of him of for his tiny little shorts. Of course. Um, Hilarious. But then he's just so sweet with her baby and just, like, so sweet with her and they start dating, and it's just really cute, but also, like, super fucking sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk a lot about his Jacob's Ladder piercing, which, absolutely. <laughs> um, so it was really fantastic. I actually liked this series. Yeah. Um, the next one is about Gordon, who's, like, the, the other brother. Owner? The other owner. Yeah. Um, and... I think that's going to be cool because it's about his uh, ex-girlfriend, like his like childhood sweetheart ex. Mm. So found love kind of thing. Nice. Um, don't know when that comes out because I didn't look it up. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure uh, it'll come I'll, out soon and you'll read it when it does. Yeah, I'll keep an eye on it because I do want to read it. I think that um, Gordon deserves a little time on the page uh, because obviously he's been like, in, in all, all of, of the books because he's the owner um and he basically like he was an a- NHL player mm-hmm. and then he has this like devastating knee injury and now mm-hmm. he owns this um non-NHL team no they are NHL they're like fake but oh <laughs> I was like it's like but the devils are in New Jersey yeah it's it's like a fake version but like yeah they're considered because they're going for the playoffs the NHL playoffs okay um for the Stanley Cup and I'm pretty sure that the that Gordon's book yeah like is going to happen over the playoffs because they've oh. they've gotten there by um the like Foster and right. Avery oh right so they've like gotten there right um so I'm pretty sure it's gonna happen over that and it's gonna be real stressful because they have, have to, to win. they have to win yeah. or um, Jazz and Gordon have to sell the team. It's like in the will that they have to get to playoffs within two years or they have to sell the team. So that sucks. It's going to be high stakes. Yeah. Um, but they were fantastic. Yeah. You're welcome for 40 minutes of these books. Um, you read books. Um, I read a, a book. book. You read a book. <laughs> So I started talking about it last week. It was Gwendy's Magic Feather. Right. Um, I learned about the feather. Is it magic? Um, I mean, potentially. This is going to be so cold. I feel, oh yeah, it's going to be really cold. Do you want to pause and go heat it up? Mm -mm. Okay. Um, So Gwendy's Magic Feather is the second book in the Gwendy's Button Box series, but it was written solely by Richard Chismar. Yeah. Um, And I think I talked about it last week. Didn't realize that Castle Rock, Maine is like this whole. It's like town. The Stephen, the Stephen King, King MC. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen King book universe. universe. Yeah. And so I think because now I knew that, like, I, I don't quite remember. I don't think in Gwendy's Button Box that things were ever referenced because I think Gwendy's button box happened before, before everything she else moves or well, like before before all of the all other the stuff books happens in Castle that happen in Castle Rock. Okay. Yeah. So in this book, Gwendy is 37. She's a congresswoman living in Washington. Congresswoman I know. Gwendy. I know. She's had quite blow the, up. I know. She's <laughs> had a huge trajectory like um she 
uh, wrote a couple novels. I think one or two of them got turned into movies. She won an Academy Award. Oh, like, dang. Yeah. And then she um, became a congresswoman. Um, she got married. By 37? I know. Fuck. I know. And Damn so, like, girl. of course, there's, you know, this one old congressman who is very... Ugh. Yeah. and Exactly. He's um, white. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Well, because it's also like the late... Oh, yeah. Because the book takes place in December of 1999. Cause they, oh! Because they talk about how... The 2000... The 2000 yeah, the Y2K. Yeah. Like, so, like, she... Yeah. Right? She talks about her dad being, like, really stressed and, like, wanting to take all his money out of the bank and put it under the mattress because, and everything. Because it was going to, like... Roll over and destroy everything. They destroy every. The world was all the computers were just gonna completely crash. And everyone and was like, "No, the computers are gonna be fine. They're gonna but be like, fine." Yeah. It was like this whole thing. I re- about, yeah. Turn off all your electronics mm-hmm. so it doesn't crash. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Stupid. Y two K. Yeah. The Y two K bug. Ah. Ah. Uh, <laughs> um. And so, um. Yeah. The whole book takes place. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. December of ninety nine. Like a couple weeks before Christmas. Um, and so Gwendy is going home for Christmas to visit her family. Two girls have gone missing in Castle Rock, two teenage girls. And so when she goes home, she's like, she meets with the, the sheriff, like the local sheriff. She's kind of like a, like a local town hero kind of thing. I mean... I know. The con- a congresswoman from, and from an Castle Acad- Rock? I know. And an Academy, Academy Award, Award, like... Best-selling author? Yeah. And, like... I mean... I know. I know. Yeah. So, she's pretty cool. Um, her husband is a rep- reporter? Not a reporter? Something. But he's overseas in a very volatile place. Okay. And so, it's like he's he's trying to get home to her for Christmas, but, like, doesn't know but if it's it going to happen. Who knows? Every yeah. time he calls, it's like... It's like delayed again. Yeah. Well, and, like, you can... Like, the, the dialogue is fragmented because of, like, static and, right. and reception and all yeah. that sort of stuff. But then, um, like, civil unrest... Not, maybe not civil... Unrest of There's some sort unrest. happens, yeah. and then she doesn't hear from her husband. <gasps> and so she's just like, I Is don't know okay? if he's okay. I don't know. Um, but right before she goes home, um, she goes into her office, and there is a silver coin, 1891 silver coin, like from, on her desk. From her box? From her box. That she gave back to Richard Ferris. Yeah. In Gwendy's button box. Spoiler. Um, Unfortunately, when we talk about series that are chronological, well, we do have to do some spoilers. But also, her giving the box back doesn't spoil, spoil anything. anything. Yeah. Um, And so, she frantically, like searches her office and finds the box in one of her filing cabinet drawers and no. she's like how, did how the there? fuck did this get here yeah. so like she's throwing up in a garbage can and everything like she's just having like a well, massive panic attack. i mean because she had such a, a a thing with this yeah box where, didn't she like murder someone Is that, that what yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 like, yeah she self-defense pre- yeah 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 totally self-defense but like yes she, she melted maybe, him into nothing. Maybe something that she doesn't want to get out. And right. now this box is back. It's back. And, um, and she's yeah. an adult. And she's like, I don't know how to... I feel about this. Deal, yeah. deal with this. So, um, like, she she brings it uh, home to Castle Rock with her. She has chartered a private plane. Like, 
because mm-hmm. she can. I mean, and so, right. And so she doesn't have to worry about going through security or anything right. like that. So she can take her magical box. Yes. Right. Um, but like she puts it in the safe when she gets to her condo because she keeps a condo in Castle Rock because she's rich. Um, and, <laughs> the dream. The dream. Um, and uh, every night she like takes it out and lays with it on the bed. And like oh. she talks to it and... Um, a little every, unhinged. I know. Every <laughs> once in a while, she'll pull the cho- the li- the lever to get um, a little chocolate, chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, and immediately just like goes and throws it out and like starts throwing up and stuff. Like just like the visceral the, reaction, just like the trauma. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's interesting because like a couple times through the book, she questions if her life having gone so well was. The box. The box mm. or her Ooh. own doing, right? Like she starts to... Is my she, success my own? Right. Or is it the box? Or is it the box? Ooh. Yeah. Um, so a third girl goes missing. So the whole town is like out looking for any signs, any clues. Um, and then she starts seeing a bowler hat. Like Richard Ferris wore a little black bowler mm-hmm. hat. And she starts seeing... Like, a man was wearing a bowler hat sitting and talking to her mom. Her mom just finished, like, an extensive cancer treatment and everything Mm. like that. And so she's, like, panicking. And then when they're out looking in a field, there's, like, a black bowler hat rolling across the field. So, like, something's something's going on. on. Yeah. Um, And so this one felt a little bit more narrative than the first one Mm -hmm. where there wasn't as much action but it was funny because it referenced a lot of the things that happened in the other books like it talked it talked about you know this rabid saint bernard and i was like and i've never read cujo but like i know right um and so um then i think another and so oh and they start finding articles of clothing like they find a hoodie and the hoodie has teeth in the pocket and then they find uh like a toque (laughs) and the toque has teeth in it why teeth so they started calling the the kidnapper the orthodontist the tooth fairy oh smart yeah (laughs) i was i was being i was being a little shit with that yeah i'm calling it the orthodontist no the tooth fairy tooth fairy yeah that makes sense yeah yeah yeah. um also Um, evokes some really terrifying right thought and imagery Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um darkness falls can't watch that but that Mm. also talks about the tooth fairy Mm. um so uh yeah, so th- anyway, they're having like this New Year's Eve celebration. And then all of a sudden, Gwendy shakes hands with someone at this like town get together because it's a yeah. little town. And suddenly, it's like all she can see is him. He's very, very bright. And she can see all of these things. Or she just, no, what does it say? She just understands. Like she understands what he did in his past and he she understands where he went to school like that's what it says like she understands like not she knows like she just suddenly it's in her mind it's just knowledge yeah um and so she goes to shake hands with someone else and it doesn't happen and she's like what the what what about this man right um and then she shakes hands with someone who's related to this man oh and she's like this guy went to dental school and he was kicked out of dental school 
Maybe he has an obsession with teeth. So she goes to the sheriff and she's like, he's the fucking tooth fairy. Like, he is the tooth fairy. <laughs> and the sheriff's like, you can't know the... Right. And she's like, listen, I just... No. Listen, and anyway, we live in Castle yeah. Rock and right. weird shit weird happens in shit Castle Rock. happens. Um, so anyway, yeah. That sounds um, really good. It I need was. To it read was really this. good. And so um, she has a... Richard Ferris comes back. And she has, like, a nice little chat with him. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I won't, like, spoil, spoil the ending, but, like, um, yeah. Um, I'm like, eh. Will I? Mm. Well, it's not, like, a big, like, reveal. Like, it's just, yeah. I feel like it's a bit more of a traditional happy ending than I think Stephen King would Would have written. Right? Yeah. Which I'm not mad about. Um, there's still one more book in the series, which was co-written. So Wendy's yep. final task. Um, so that one is also on my list. But that's a full fucking novel. It's a full novel. A full novel, and, and we are in our ready. novella era. Yeah. Well, and this one was 206 pages. <gasps> but I, I was telling Brianna last week, 72 chapters. Yeah. Quick. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. So um, yeah, I highly recommend. It was good. It's. I I feel like the narrative stories that I don't necessarily like are the ones that are just like the mundane life yeah slice things, of life right like I don't I don't care I will absolutely watch like a slice of life tv show mm. I hate slice of life books yeah because they seem so boring so when boring I'm them. yeah right like I will yeah I get because like I'm like I don't care about your life right like how I met your mother friends like those I'll are all those. slice of life shows yeah, except I love for them. friends I don't like friends that's, but that's fine <laughs> I I watched through it once like I'm not gonna watch it again there's a piano there <laughs> <laughs> um but I started reading Elevation which is oh. a Stephen King novel yeah set in Castle Rock yeah <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> a lot of his books are, though. I know, but I just, I didn't, like, I just saw it was a really thin book, and I was like, oh, I'm going to take right. that one, too. Yeah. Um, but this is about a man, don't remember his name, um, and no matter how many or how, how much, how much or how little clothing he is wearing, he weighs the same. And he's losing weight. But it doesn't matter if he's wearing like 15 pounds of clothing or absolutely naked. The scale says the same number. That's weird. I know. So he goes to his friend who is a retired doctor because he's like, I can't go to my doctor because I just, you know, like, ugh. So he goes to his friend and he's his friend, the do retired doctor is like, I don't. What are you trying, like, what, what's wrong? Like, you yeah. look, like, you look healthy. Like, he, he yeah. guesses his weight of, like, you know, I think you'd be, like, 240 whatever pounds. He's 212. Oh. And he's like, that doesn't make sense. And then he takes off all of his, like, 30 pounds of clothing and he still weighs 212. Huh. And he's like, okay, this really doesn't make sense. So this is where I'm at now. Yeah. Like, I'm not very far into it. Um, maybe 20-ish pages. Um, but it's set in Castle Rock. And so I'm like something is going on in castle rock in castle rock yeah um because he's losing weight and yeah and why and why and why is he weighing the same no matter what yeah so this one is written by stephen king yeah so yeah so we're gonna see what what's happening yeah yeah but i'm on a stephen king kick kick yeah i don't know he's great yeah 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 he is so can we pause for a second? Of course. <laughs> Pausing. We back. We're back. We just had to, you know, take a little, what do they call it? Bio break. Bio break? Oh. Yeah. yeah. On film sets, it's a 10-1. Oh. 
Uh, I gotta go 10-1. Because mm-hmm. then people know where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have yeah. to be like, I gotta go pee. <laughs> I'm gonna go pee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I was gonna talk about celebrity, celebrity culture. Yeah. So, Brianna's like, we gotta talk about celebrity culture. I'm like, why? What? What happened? Because there's two, like, major things happening right now. One, Britney Spears had a wellness check called on her because she stopped posting on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, the fact that that even happened, you're a little too obsessed. Get a hobby. Oh, yeah. Um, the other one was that Kanye West is being charged with assault and battery for uh, grabbing, a phone. grabbing a phone and destroying it of a woman who was filming him in traffic. And he asked her to stop. Yeah. Yeah. And um, my thing yeah. is, I think he has a point. I, I think that we're a little too obsessed with celebrities, and it, it's unfair that we just assume that they don't need privacy, um, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, it is a known thing of being a celebrity, so I think it comes a little bit with that fame, mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate and maybe gone a little too far, but... Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick about it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, to that lady, don't be a dick about it. When he somebody asks, asks you. you to stop yeah. filming, stop fucking filming. Yeah. So, on one hand, he absolutely should not have destroyed her phone. Right. Um, and he should be charged. Right. He could have handled that way better. Yeah. But I also think that she had the opportunity to not have this escalate that far and it is on her as well. Right. Because now she's just like, well, he did this to me. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And you know what? It's absolutely not illegal to film in public. Nope. It's not. Um, you are allowed to film basically anyone in mm-hmm. public. Um, case in point, it's actually not illegal to film the police. So keep doing that. Yeah. Um, but I just think that she was rude in yeah. that she didn't stop when asked. Yeah. And... I think it's totally fair for people to be like, hey, I realize I'm celebrity. Please stop filming me. Please stop filming me. Yeah. Like, I'm in my private time. Yeah. You know. <laughs> my my immediate thought, if I see someone even remotely famous, isn't to whip my phone out. No. And, and start videoing or anything like no. that. No. Like. Usually I'm like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh exactly. God, oh my God. It's. Yeah. It's so-and-so. Right. But I'm not, like, whipping my phone out, like, I gotta, I gotta take a picture so people know that I was in the same place as them. Like, no. No. And I think that partially comes from, like, a no pics that didn't happen kind of vibe that we got into. Like, this culture of, like, putting everything on social media. And if you don't have a recording or video or some sort of, like, visual proof that it happened, then then it didn't didn't happen. happen. Which is stupid. And that's that's a problem. You don't need to prove to anybody else that something happened. Yeah, like, that's a problem in and of itself of this, of, like, our sort of, like, cancel culture. Yeah. Um, But, like, just stop. Stop it. They're still humans is the thing. Like, we, I watched this video video. I watched this movie a while ago and it was called Antiviral. And it's like uh like a horror film kind of. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't the think I saw it. premise of Antiviral was 
that if you take like our celebrity culture where Mm -hmm. we're like obsessed with celebrities and then you take it like a crazy step further Mm -hmm. where um people are being injected with the like colds that their favorite celebrity has oh yeah and they're like eating meat made from celebrity cells right yeah and so it's just like this kind of crazy like extension of like totally could we totally could go that route uh, in today's day and age. So oh, it's yeah. like speculative fiction kind of thing. Right. Where like a celebrity mm-hmm. obsession and celebrity culture gets like, so intense yeah. that we start like injecting ourselves and eating them and like all of these things. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is very reminiscent of that to me. Like mm. the way that we like revere celebrities. Yeah. It's a little creepy. Yeah. it's And like it's interesting because like I, there are, celebrities that I like and respect yeah. and admire and stuff, but not because they're famous. Because their because work their is fantastic. Because their work is fantastic. And, like, maybe, like, in the case of um, Tom Hiddleston, like, he is so gorgeous and beautiful and, and like, so just nice. a lovely human being that I, like, want to meet him because he just seems... Yeah incredible yeah you know yeah um plus he's a fantastic actor oh yeah and like all of these things and it's the same like I've been guilty of like being a little too obsessed with like David Tennant and that kind of thing but like I if I saw him in public like I wouldn't like whip my phone out to record you would probably run the other way Uh, honestly I probably would (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like oh my god it's David Tennant run peace out yeah um, Brianna has I a bad track record with, <laughs> with people of Who any of any fame. Yeah. Which is why when Nikki gets super famous, I'm going to have to just not interact ever what? again. Stop it. <laughs> I'm going to be the same person. No. You're going to be famous now, and then it's going to stop me from oh being able to talk to you. <laughs> so. No, it's not. Um, so, oh. yeah. I just... I think that we've taken that, like, culture, like, that, like, obsession with celebrities, like, just a little too far. Yeah. Like, we're calling the police on them because they stopped posting on Instagram. Like, she's not fucking dead, bros. Like... But I've seen videos where it's, like, people think that she's dead. People legitimately were like, uh, these pictures are from six months ago. And the captions aren't the same. And... Is she okay, or yeah. is she now being, like, abused in her new relationship? And, like, even he had to, I don't remember his name, but even he had to come out and be like, no, nah, she just, just didn't want to post. Like. Right? <laughs> like, God, what, what a travesty. But with her as well, like, it's um, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because right. they were already concerned about what she was posting. Yeah. Um, because it seemed unhinged, mm-hmm. um, which... To be fair, this is the first time she's had control over what she's allowed allowed to post. post. Um, So, of course, she's going to be posting things that are maybe not, you know. They seem uh, weird. They seem weird or they seem, like, a little ranty or whatever. And it's, like, because she now has the freedom to do that. Yeah. Um, Britney Spears. 41 million followers? Yeah. Holy shit. So, yeah, like, some of her posts were, like, um... Just, like, not in the vein of what she had been posting ever since she left her conservatorship, so. Yeah, nope, I'm not having a breakdown. Yeah. I've never felt better. But people are like, yeah, P.S., yes, I took my Instagram down and now it's back up because I can. Yeah. There's no comments on it. You can't comment on it. You can't comment on any of her stuff. No. 
Which is good. Yeah. (laughs) Because I also think that she should be allowed to just post if she wants to and not if she doesn't. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I think we should leave her alone is what we should do. Yeah. Yeah. We really should. (laughs) We really should. But because she has control of her life for the first time in like, it was like 15 years or something. I mean, I'll say probably, probably longer her whole life. Because, because she was also like on the Disney Channel. Because um, she was a Disney Clubhouse or whatever. Mickey what Mouse Club. Mickey Mouse yeah. Club. But like I feel like since she was a child, she's probably been told what, what to wear, do, what to do. Yeah. yeah. And so I think she, yeah, she's never really had a say. Yeah. So like she just either let had her, her, her dad or her managers but, or whatever. Yeah. Just let her live, yeah. you know? Let her figure out who she is. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm just, <sighs> I'm not very happy with, like, celebrity culture recently. Yeah. No, well, that's um, fair. Because I just think it's too far. Mm-hmm. I think we've put them on this incredibly tall pedestal. Yeah. And then when they inevitably fall off that pedestal. Because they're human. Because they're human. We're like, oh, you're not the gods I thought you were. I know. And we raise them like to the It's like, we're ground. the ones who did that. Yeah. Gosh, um, just because someone is famous does not make them a morally perfect, pure, perfect no, human. No, yeah. Um, and just because someone does one thing wrong doesn't mean that they are completely yeah. reprehensible. No, and that's the other thing is, like, um, I talk about this a lot with, like, my family mm-hmm. is, like, cancel culture because my brother is, like, very against it, which I get. But at the same time, like... I think we should be allowed to be like, you're doing wrong. Um, you need to shut the fuck up, Andrew Tate or whatever. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, we should be able to say, like, hey, that was wrong. But, right. but not equally, cancel who the person is because they've done one thing wrong. We should equally accept apologies. Right. <laughs> not like, oh, that's such a fake bullshit apology. Yeah. Sometimes it is, sure. But sure. Not sure. always. But also sometimes, like, Justin Trudeau gets, a, like, blackface uh, pictures and whatever. Yeah. And he says, yep, absolutely, I did wrong. I did do that. I know now that it was entirely wrong. At the time, it was less wrong. Still wrong. Yeah. But more less. socially acceptable. Yep. Um, and people are still like, oh, he's so horrible and racist. And I'm like, you don't think you've grown up? From your teen. Right. You, you don't think you've grown up at all? Right. Like, you don't think that you've changed who you are since you were 20 and yeah. drunk all the time in college? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I know that I have done shit. Yeah. I was, I was not a nice person for a time. I've done some stuff that yeah. I regret now. And, like, but I'm now not, I'm not the same person I was when I did those things. Right. Are people not allowed to grow? Are they not allowed to change? Because I think that's like a whole important thing is to allow people to grow and change because then you're not pigeonholed into like, oh, you're a racist because you didn't know better. Right. Yeah. I grew up being told that indigenous people were drunk and rude and mean and aggressive and they deserved everything that the government was like putting on them, giving, they deserved less than what they were being given. Right. And all of that is... And untrue. all of that is completely untrue, and it just has to do with the prejudice of how I grew up and, like, yeah. when and who and how, like, and you know. where. Where. And Definitely all of these where. Definitely where. Yeah. Um, but I know now, as an adult, like, that that is absolutely untrue. Right. And that 
In fact, we're actively harming the indigenous in Canada and around the world, but specifically in Canada every goddamn day. Every day. And so, like, I don't have the same views I had when I was a child. Mm-hmm. And so I think people should be allowed to grow and change and change their mind yeah. and but regret also, things. Those and... views were taught. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. you didn't, you weren't born thinking those thoughts. They, I were, wasn't, they yeah. were taught. Yeah. Like, I wasn't born going, oh, indigenous are terrible. Right. You were like, oh, look, a person. Yeah. So. Not to, n- not said in an erasure kind of way, like, oh, look, a person. No. That wasn't what I meant by that. But No. Um, just the thing is life, <laughs> you know? I know, like you grow and you change and you learn new things and we should be encouraging that as well. Like encouraging, mm-hmm. changing your mind Yeah, and getting new information and going, yeah, I was wrong. Yeah. Instead like, of forcing people to double down. <laughs> Mistakes are welcome. It's how we learn. I literally have this on a little like placard thing, thing where you can change the letters. I don't know yeah. what it's called. Um, Letterboard? Letterboard. Okay. Yeah. I was like, exactly what it is. It's a letterboard. Letter yeah, with like the felt <clears throat> and the, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So I put that there for my students because I have students who will make a mistake and apologize. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no apologies here. Um, This was something that like I'm sure that you learned very early in your music career mm-hmm. of loud and proud. Loud and proud. <laughs> Strong and wrong. Strong and wrong. Yeah. And I say you... that, I say that to my students all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I have a student when she claps rhythm, she like barely touches her hands together. And I'm like, no, no, no. And her rhythm is spot on. It's and like, I'm you're like, right. I'm like, you're right. You just need to be confident louder. with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, she just did her first piano exam last week. How'd she, she do? 86. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. She, she did so well. Um, also very jealous of the fact that she got her mark back in two hours and I used to wait like six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They emailed me a scanned copy of her exam in two sheet, hours. and I was just like, mm. "You're like, ah, I had to wait so long." <sighs> and um, then someone's like, "Um, you're aging yourself," and I'm like, "Yes, I'm getting yeah. older. Like, that's fine. Yeah. We're allowed. We're allowed. I would rather get older than not." Yeah, I say that all the time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was thinking about like because we have a bunch of anti-aging things. Uh, it's like spit in our face all the time. Mm. Um, but I'm like, it's a privilege to get old. Yep. It really is. And I know this so intimately mm-hmm. because I did not expect to survive this long. Yeah. Through various different reasons. Yeah. Like I, you know, <laughs> meningitis. meningitis. <laughs> <laughs> I was absolutely supposed to die. Yeah. <laughs> like it just. Yeah. Um, but it's a privilege to get old. And I think that it's a privilege to show that on your face and in your hair yeah. and in whatever. I, I'm starting to get a little bit of grays like yeah. here in the front. And I love them. I love them. They're so sparkly. And now like I dye my hair because mm. it's one of the ways that I express my like identity. But it's mm-hmm. also a way to be able to like look into a mirror and enjoy what I see. Yeah. Um, it's like ways of tricking my brain into being okay. Right. Um, so, like, I'm probably not going to see grays for a while because I'm going to be dyeing my hair funky colors. Yeah. But Tristan mm-hmm. has, like, this big stripe of, like, silver. Nice. And then he's starting to get a bit more and he has some white coming in his beard. And I'm just, like, it's such a privilege to watch him age. Right. And, like, to see the lines, like, growing on his eyes and, like, knowing that those are from smiling right. and laughing but and, like... There's such a... Stigma's not the right word, but, like, there's... Maybe it is. It is. There's just such this idea that we should not 
look, look older. older. Yeah. And it's like, why not? Yeah. Why? What's so wrong about looking older? Right? Like, I thought my grandmothers were the most beautiful women. Yes. Right? Like... I think my mom is gorgeous. Yeah. I look my at mom her and I'm just like, I love her, like, graying, whitening hair. Yeah. My mom I, dyes like, her hair. I just... She's so beautiful. Yeah. And you can see... That, like, she's lived a life mm-hmm. and that she laughed a lot because yeah. you have all the, like, laugh yeah. lines and stuff. And it's, like, this beautiful thing. And I watch her look in the mirror and be like, oh, I'm getting so old. Well, and, like, I find, I hear this comment a lot. And I hear it mostly from women mm-hmm. of, oh, man, they're looking haggard in their old age. Or, oh, life yeah. hasn't been kind to them or whatever. Just because of how they've aged. And the fact that, like... Your skin just loses elasticity. elasticity. And that's not something you can change. Like, that's just... It's just I mean, what it is. Go, you can go get plastic surgery if you want yeah. to. But, and like... you can drink all the water in the world and eat all your collagen and do all those all things. Put all the moisturizers but on. But the thing is, like, your skin is still going to lose that elasticity. Yeah. In the same way that your brain loses elasticity. You can learn less as you get older just because of the way that... We brain tissue things. works like which I remind my adult students of all the time they're like why is this taking me so long because like, you are not five you have to work harder right. to learn these things and that's just because you're older and that's not like that's like, fine yeah you're still gonna be able to do it exactly right? um, but yeah I watched. Sorry, what were you gonna oh, say? I was gonna say Jamie Lee Curtis has been very vocal about it. Like she, oh is, yeah, she's she's very anti anti aging. Beautiful yeah, too. Yeah, she's like I'm not I'm not doing anything. Like, yeah. Like this her hair me. looks incredible. Oh, God. I know. She um, looks so good. We would all be so lucky to have that kind of hair. <laughs> like just I know. Um speaking of like aging, yeah. um, I watched Good Luck to You, Leo Grande. Leo Grand, Leo Grand. Um, it is a movie. I was like, I don't even know what this is. <laughs> so it's a movie with Oh my oh. god, she's so famous. Why can I not remember her name right now? Uh I, I have no help. I've never heard of this movie. Oh, my God. Fill the silence while I Google it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's on Prime, Prime okay. Video. Okay. Um, and it is what? Emma Thompson. Oh, I love I Emma love Thompson. I love Emma Thompson. She's another one who is like, oh. Yeah. She's beautiful. She's beautiful. Um, and uh, Daryl McCormick is plays opposite her. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't been in a, a whole lot that mm-hmm. I know of. Emma Thompson uh, and her daughter were in an episode of Sorted Food. Um, and, I mean, the episode at the end of it was specifically talking about this service in the UK that yeah. helps with eating disorders and stuff. <gasps> oh. And so um, it was just, ugh. She's so lovely. Let's see if it'll tell me what other things he's in. Um, so he was in the TV show Vikings. Um, he hasn't been in a lot. Okay. It looks like he basically just... Did this movie? Oh, he's in, like, Peaky Blinders and, like, a couple of other things. Okay. The Wheel of Time, he was in a couple of episodes. Um, he's definitely... He says it's got, like, 21 credits. Um... But who is he? What's he look like? He's very handsome. Mm, don't know him from a hole in the ground. No, and that's the thing is like... Yeah, don't know him. I basically didn't know who he was before this. Right. But so the the movie is that Emma Thompson is an older woman who hires a sex worker. Um, uh, yeah. Nice. And Leo is, is the, the sex, sex worker. worker. 
Him. Um, Dylan. Right. Dylan plays the sex worker, right. Leo. Nice. Um, and it uh, basically just shows, like, the story just goes over their four to five, I think it's five meetings that they actually have. Okay. But um, she, her husband has recently died. Mm-hmm. Her kids are out of the house. Right. Um, she's never had an orgasm in her life. And she has just a list of sexual things she'd like to try. And so she hires a sex worker. And then it's really just about their connection, too. Like, the movie is not so much about the sex, um, which you basically don't see a lot of. Right. It's more about, like, the way that they connect as people Mm -hmm. and, um, like, how that connection changes them. Mm -hmm. And it was so fascinating because it also just, she was a um, RE teacher, which is a religious education, which is something we don't have in Canada, the United States, North America. Would they have that at like the Christian Catholic schools in like Ontario? Yeah, they would have it at like religious institutions, like schools. Right. Um, But it is more common in the UK to actually have that just be part of their normal curriculum. Um, And they also teach, like, sex ed. So, like, the religious educators also do that. So, you can see how that's a problem. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Because religion has some funky ideas Mm -hmm. of sexuality. Um, So, basically, she is now a a woman um, in her 50s to 60s. I don't remember if they ever really tell you. Um... Who has spent her whole life being oppressed um, sexually. And Emma Thompson is 63. Yeah. Oh, she's so gorgeous. And you get, like, full nudity from her in this movie as well. Nice. If you ever wanted to see her naked, this is a great movie. Um, But it's also just, it was such a beautiful story. Yeah. Of, like, um, Leo as this sex worker... Um, basically being like, I'm here to provide you with what you want and the fantasy you want. Mm -hmm. And like, but you need to ask for it. Right. And you need to take it and you need to like, you know. Right. Um, and she just is so caught up in that societal like uh, guilt of it as well. And just really trying to worm her way into like figuring out why he does sex work and, like, what, like, his family thinks of it and all this thing. And yeah. he's constantly just, like, it's not about this. No. You know? No. Um, and it's just so beautiful. I loved it so mm. much. It was so good. And the storyline of her just, like, coming into her sexuality, because that's, like, really what it is. Right. Um, in her 60s. In her 60s. Yeah. Um, because she describes her... A sex life with her husband like that's one of the things they talk about yeah because they kind of like like most of the movie is just them talking um mm. in these interactions nice. that they have um and they talk add that to my list it's I think so it. good um and so they're talking about uh her husband and he asked basically like well like how would your husband get into the mood or whatever like how would he start initiate sex and all of these things and she says that um he'd go to bed naked she would go to bed in her nightie he Mm. would roll on top of her they'd have sex she would absolutely not come he'd get like finish get on his pajamas and then um just go to bed right and this was her whole marriage to him Mm. and they was like always missionary it was always initiated by him and it was never satisfying right 
And it was just, oh, it was such a good movie. I highly recommend this movie. I added it to my watch list. Yeah. Do you know what I find annoying? Mm. This is the picture of her on Amazon Prime. That's like, from so many years ago. I know. That's probably like 25 years ago. Yeah. 20 years ago, maybe. Like. Why not have a recent photo? I know. Because like. That's when from you... like Love Actually or whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Whatever she was from. Or before. I think it before might be before that. that. Like that but is But she's so beautiful. I know. Oh my yeah. god. Um this the whole conversation just reminded me when I was at university, when I when I was at Mount A. Apparently I talk about that a lot. Like, oh, when I was at Mount A. Cuz the other day at the recital <laughs> Andrew forgot his X-ring and I was like, "Oh no, people won't know where you went to university." Yeah. Cuz he's very much like cult ring kind of thing. I mean, whatever. It's... He went to X. Um <laughs> yeah. if you don't know, that is a St. Francis Xavier thing. has like a ring ceremony, ceremony. like a closed door ring, ring ceremony. ceremony. And you it's get like, this ring. it's real. It's oh like, yeah. It's, it's, it's a cult almost. Yeah. Um, and so like I people who went to X. Went there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people who went to X, they wear their rings. Like yeah. I have a Mount A ring and I don't remember the last time I wore it. But I was like, I don't bring up Mount A all that often. Like, what am I? Oh, well, yeah, I went to Mount Allison. Like, whatever. I talk about Bachelor of Music more than I talk about Mount A. Yeah. But anyway, um, so there was a fine arts program um, at the school. And upstairs in the conservatory, there was like this. I don't even know what it's called. Make a wish. Oh, make a wish. It's 11-11. <laughs> Not when you're going to be listening. No. Right now in Perfect. real life. I got it. I got it. Um, oh, wait. I wish for the same thing every time. Anyway. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so upstairs in the in the conservatory, like, we had this, I don't even, it had a name, but it was, like, the middle of this big open area was open down mm-hmm. to downstairs, and, um, and all the time on the walls, they would have art from the fine art department. Yeah. Um, and one time, they had an exhibit, and it was... Just, I think it was like oil paintings. It might have been oil paintings and charcoal drawings and all these things of just naked bodies. I love it. Right? I love it. But they were normal naked bodies. Yeah. They had wrinkles. They, they had sagging skin. The they had fat rolls. They had, no. And it was literally, it was literally just like torso, torso to, knee. to knee kind of thing. Some of them were the back with the bum. Some of them were the boob and the belly. Like... Um, and so many people made so many comments about how disgusting they were and how I know. <laughs> and like here, like, cause I was in a bigger body when I was in university yeah. as well. And so here I am and I'm like seeing myself in these pictures and, and then being like, hearing other so people, beautiful. right? And then hearing in the background, like, oh, oh this that's is so disgusting. disgusting. And you're like, fuck, that's what I look like. Right. Yeah, I'm like, oh, my body sits like that. Yeah. Right? And it was just, it was awful. And, like, these pictures weren't, because I, I know, I think a lot of parents, like, if, if people were coming for any of the concert series or anything, people were nervous about their kids coming and seeing these pictures. And it's like, these paintings were Artful not. nudes. They were. Are not the same they're as pornography. Not, no, they're it was not, not. It was not done in any sexual way. It was literally it's uh, a study. Torso. It is the study of the human form, right? Because they had like they had nude models I in the financial part of this. Yeah, I, like <laughs> it was just it was so beautiful, and I loved having that exhibit there. But the amount of times that I heard comments about, "Oh my god, I wish they would take these down," and I was like, "Screw off!" Like, fuck, fuck you, right? Um, 
Yeah, the sexualization and commodification of the nude form. Mm. Um, oh, they were all female presenting bodies. Yeah. There were no male male genitalia or anything like that. It was all, fe- and there was no like below the waist kind of thing, yeah. unless it was the butt. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I no just, crotchal areas. Crotchal. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh. I just uh, it's definitely something that's like actively harmed me Mm. um like the sexualization of the nude form and the fact that um there's often very slim like slim in size but also like very like slim um what am i trying to say like there's like restrictions of like what's considered beautiful right and like i've definitely been outside of that my whole life Mm -hmm. like the the idea of like the ideal form and whatever mm-hmm. of my generation and my life has been very thin. Um, what was the uh, like anorexic chic? Oh, yeah, yeah, which they're uh, saying is coming back, and I'm like, stop it, I know. <laughs> stop, like, a let's not call it that, and b no, yeah, no, let's, let's just celebrate our bodies for our bodies for How the fact do that, that it carries us through our life, right? Like. So, yeah, I have a lot of feelings about, like, the sexualization of that and Mm -hmm. the fact that people are like, oh, you can't walk around your own house nude with your kids because that's sexual. And it's like, no, this is just my body. It's just my body. My mom used to, like, get out of the shower and, like, walk from the shower to her bedroom naked. Same. Yeah. And that was just normal and fine. Yeah. And, like, there came a time where, like... You get to an age. You get to an age where, like, I stopped wanting my body to be perceived. Right. So, like, my mom stopped showering with me. Not, like, showering with me. But, like, stopped, like, bathing me. Or stopped, like, coming into the bathroom while I was in the bathroom naked. Like, it was all these things. But, like, I put those boundaries in place. Like, I was like, I don't want you to look at me. Yeah. And it, it had nothing to do with, like... The sexualization no, of it, it was I just, just was like, uncomfortable in my own body. Don't look at my body. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I know. So. I, know. Um, I had something else to say about that. And I, oh, um, I think I saw it and I'm going to get the details wrong, but I think <laughs> that I saw that Instagram and Facebook have changed their uh, rules around female nipples being shown. Oh, to the better? Yeah, to the better. So that you can actually show them? Yeah. And they're not censored for no reason? Right. Um, essentially because um, there were a lot of issues with trans individuals. Um, yeah, being like... Being censored. Censored. And they're like, this is discriminatory. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, mm, guys, it's, it's just a nipple. Yeah. And now, okay, because I have religious and sexual, not like, what am I trying? I'm not, I don't have sexual trauma in that I was never like sexually abused or anything, sexually assaulted. Shame. Yeah, sexual shame. There we go. So because I have religious trauma and sexual shame, I am one of those people where I'm like, hide all nips. (laughs) But that's, but that comes directly from my shame around finding anything sexual. So it's actually, I'm 100% on board with like, you do you, like, braless is the future. I mean, that dress that Florence Pugh wore, hot. I'm like, that is Uh, incredible. Do not ever put that on my body. I'm never going to wear it. I'm never. I'm never going to wear it. I'm never going to walk anywhere. Like, my pink bodysuit that I wore at the dance show, I was 
I was like, you were so I was like, nervous. guys, can you, can, can you, you see, see it? Can nips? you see my nipples at all? Like if I, yeah. and like, I was terrified yeah. that people were going to see my and nipples. And I used to wear like padded bras because I also didn't want my nipples to like show through my shirts. Mm. And now I wear what's comfortable. Right. And I wear most of I bras. go out usually like every once in a while with like no bra on at all. And like, I, I'm like a. CD cup kind Mm -hmm. of so like I don't have like nothing there but like I'm not like you know giant titties or anything mine are quite pointed unless restrained (laughs) (laughs) and I do I do have this cute little bralette that I got at Joe Fresh which is very very thin but it gives it enough support Mm -hmm. that they have a shape and they're they're so comfortable. They're so I, comfortable. I only wear my bralettes from Joe Fresh. That's all I wear now. Like I don't wear. I bought a bunch from Sheen. Oh, I I think I have one underwire bra, and I don't remember the last time I wore it because it's just yeah. so uncomfortable. I just and want to be comfortable. And, and also, I don't need to shape my breasts for your consumption. No. <laughs> and that's the thing is like I was constantly because like because I have heavier breasts, they mm. do like. They're for, I'm oh, actively not I, looking down. <laughs> like I'm just actively staring into your face as you're like minding like, your chest. She's like gesturing to her chest. Because I'm and trying I'm to like, figure out the words. So um, what were you saying? They're not like uh, you know. Yeah, they're not like they're not like, they're not, like And like hoisted. I had this idea that they had to be like really perky right. and like put together and like all of these things. Yeah. And I was uncomfortable all the goddamn time. Yeah. Try doing that. Like try having that ideal in your head with, with 34 eggs. Yeah. It's and like it's like literally. I don't have cleavage. Not like, to like be mean, and I hope this no, doesn't like come across mean, no. but like. It's literally impossible for it's you to impossible. have, like, up and together. Like, and if I have up and together, then my boobs are literally in the middle and of my chest, and there's nothing there's on nothing. the side. Yeah. And I had this whole thing like where, like, I didn't like the fact that my boobs go, like, down into the side a little bit. Mm. And so it was, like, this whole thing, and I'm just like, oh, my God, if we didn't have this sexualization of it, I would have been yeah. more comfortable my oh, whole yeah. life. Yeah. It was funny, because, like, growing up, Mom would tell me. Because, like, when I started puberty and stuff, I was so ready You're like, I'm going to get boobs. I'm going to get boobs. Um, And I didn't. (laughs) Um, And my mom, who um, has been in a larger body my entire life. Yeah. um, She was, like, 140 pounds when she met dad. And then when she got pregnant with me, she gained, like, 80 plus pounds. And then just never lost it. Um, And, uh, which is... Fine. It's fine. Like, that's not why I'm, I'm just, <laughs> just giving you context. Giving you contact. Yeah. Um, and so my mom's boobs are like, she, I think she buys like double or triple D, but I feel like they're big. Yeah. And so like when I was a kid, my mom and I did not get along and I wanted, ab- I wanted more than anything to be nothing like my mom right. when I was growing up and especially going through puberty. Um, because my mom was in a bigger body and, and I was already being made fun of mm-hmm. for being a little bit huskier. I mean, I age, get it, right? My, my eating disorder started at eight. Yeah. So like, I was, I get it. I think I was like 11 or 12. Um, and that's when I started going through puberty. And so when my mom was like, oh, you know, I didn't have boobs at your age either. And I, I was just like, later. stop comparing myself to you. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to be anything like you. But she, she told me, she's like, I got boobs when I had you. And so then I had it in my mind that 
if I had kids, I, I would look like my mom. Right. And then you're like, well, I never want children then. But it's funny. And I didn't decide that. Like, But that's not that like, age. that's not why. No, no. that's not. For the record, that is, that not, is not why right. I don't want it's kids. It's so nuanced and so complex and yeah. we're not going to go into it. But like, this is, this is me. Like I was 13 in 2001, yeah. which was the height of. The height of anorexic chic. Anorexic chic. Heroin chic is the other word. Her, yeah, heroin chic. Yeah. With like the literal low rise. Like you had to shave your pubic hair to wear these jeans. Yeah. And the hot, like the they not white crop top. literally came above your pu- oh, yeah. um, pubic bone. Yeah. Pubis mom. What is it? I don't know. Pubic, pubic, pubic mound. Something I don't mom this. I don't know. But like literally they did not come that high. And then the shirts that were like just below your belly button. So you so had like these six you had inches of space. Yeah. That in in my entire life, it didn't matter how small or large that I was. That has never been flat on my body. Absolutely Ever. Not. Um, For one, you have a uterus. But I don't understand how it's flat on other people. I know everybody is different. So like, don't come at me. But... 13-year-old me didn't understand. Oh, no. I totally get it. Because I was uh, the biggest of my friends. Mm. I kind of always have been. Um, but I hit puberty and I gained a bunch of weight, which happens all the, like to all a lot of time. people. It happens to... Hello, oh, hormones. Yeah. Um, but I was like about a size 12 or so. Mm-hmm. And all of my friends were like zero, double zero. Yeah, same. And so I had a lot of shame surrounding that. And a lot of just like, why can't I be thin? Why can't I be pretty? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because of course I equated beauty being with yep. being thin. Of course. And because uh, you did. My brain still tells me that. My yeah. brain still is like, hey, you're not pretty because you're not thin. Yeah. Which is not true. And so... <sighs> I've been filling my social media with people who look more like me. Um, I hope you follow Lizzo. Oh, absolutely I do. Good, Lizzo is incredible. Did you watch Watch Out for the Big Girl? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. We had a whole podcast about it. I just can't remember. (laughs) I feel like you might have watched it first. You did watch it first. Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um, It was on my list. And it's just, you know, uh, I really enjoy the, like, body neutrality, body positivity movement because it has allowed me to be, like, I'm allowed to exist in this body. Yeah. Like, Like, and that was something that was not, like, the whole point of my childhood was to be thinner. Yep. And that was... To be appealing. To be appealing. To people so that you and could get a good husband. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And it affects me to this day where I don't feel like I am attractive to my husband because I don't feel attractive in society. Mm-hmm. And that's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Because he loves you and I thinks can't, that you're beautiful. It, sometimes it's just so loud in my brain. I know. So. I know. Um, I yeah. was texting you last Sunday, like not yesterday, but the previous Sunday. Yeah. Cause like, oh, it was a bad, bad body day. Bad, well, mostly bad face day. Yeah. But, um, and then I was told this week, um, you know, no, you're not conventionally beautiful. Like you're never going to look like this person, but you look like you. And I was just like, like, I understand what they were trying to say. Yeah. The, um, but at the same time, I was just like... The intent is nice and kind. Yeah. Because uh, execution... I was also talking about my acting career mm. and how, like... Yeah. You know... The execution of it, not so great. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I love and respect this person. This person is a yeah. very direct person. And so, like... They I weren't also necessarily knew, meaning they to hurt you. They were not trying like, to hurt no. me. They were, they're just a very straightforward, direct person. And so I was just like, mm, yes. But yeah. I was just like, I was like, you're right. Like, I'm not. 
beautiful. It's this, um, <laughs> uh, what is it, like, flowers and rainbows are beautiful, but they're not beautiful in the same way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I hear that sometimes and I just go, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, like, oh, Like, whatever. okay, but I'm a garbage dandelion. Yeah. And they're a beautiful rose. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. But. Yeah. Not that dandelions are garbage. Um, I, love, I love dandelions. I actually think they're so beautiful. I think they're so, pe- so pretty. And then the little snowball fluffs yeah. that happen. I know people hate them, but it's like... Because they're like, oh, like they're weeds. Like, just let them have their season, and then they're gone. Done. God, people. And also, the more you mow them down, the more you spread them. I know. People are so <laughs> funny. Oh, my favorite is, like, the people who... Like, there's, there's a neighbor up at the top of the street, and they put this little divot down the line of their property between mm-hmm. their lawn and the neighbor's lawn. Yeah. The neighbor's lawn is like covered in weeds and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Their lawn is immaculate. <laughs> so they put this little divider down and then filled it with mulch. And it's like, right. do you think that that's, that's going to prevent anything? anything? It's not. Or like the people mm. who rip up their entire lawns and get it resodded because they don't want weeds or dandelions. And it's like, do you know that the wind exists? Do you, Do you understand know that how birds grow? Will deposit things on your lawn. Like I just it Do you makes not me understand. It makes me laugh a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> makes me laugh a lot. Homeowners are funny like that. Yeah, and or I property also, like just yeah. yard people. Well, it's I just also funny. Don't love the lawn. Um, I think Andrew the, would go without. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, like, I would love a yard yeah. that I could be, like, I could, like, have my kids and my cats and whatever, like, play in. Yeah. Um, but, like, a lawn uh, where it's supposed to be just, like, perfectly green and whatever. Oh. Like, that has its roots literally in, like, capitalism and, like, showing off your riches because you didn't need to grow anything on it. So you just had this empty expanse. Yeah. Um, like, Versailles is just this big old empty... Well, it's not empty, but it's, like, this big old estate yeah. that is basically used just to show how rich they all were. Uh-huh. And it's, like, not... No, it's not good. Um, I um, don't love it. No, I'm putting a garden in this year out back, like a vegetable oh, garden. Oh, yeah. exciting! Um, because you saw the flowers that I grew. Yeah, from bulbs. Yeah. Um, so Congratulations! Gonna, thank you. They're very pretty. They smell. It's last week. Um, Andrew was like, I don't know what the fuck the smell is in and this I room. And I came in and I was I like, I can't smell, smell anything. Brandon couldn't I smell don't it. Know. Um, and then Andrew's like, I think it's these flowers. And I went over and I smelled the flowers. You know, and I was like, Oh, the they do smell. And now I can smell it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, I decided a couple weeks ago for sure that I was gonna put in a vegetable garden, like just a little, like cucumbers and tomatoes and peppers, yeah. maybe. Like I'm gonna try some things. Yeah. Then I fucking walked into Superstore on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know the big squares of, um, like the big square containers of cherry tomatoes. Oh yeah. Six ninety nine. Yeah. Fuck no, they're nine ninety nine now. <gasps> Okay, now you really need to grow tomatoes. What? It's so, like eggs. Eggs are so expensive. I know, right now. but I can't get a chicken. I live in the HRM. Yeah. Um, but you have so, to get like, or like I live. Yeah, you have to get. You have to get permission. Or like grandfathered. Like my cousin and yeah. her husband, they're grandfathered in. They have yeah. chickens and pheasants and stuff. Um, but point being, like the you know the Axiani and the Mixiani yeah. ones, those are still six ninety nine. Yeah. But they're only like six eighty grams versus the cherry tomatoes are nine hundred grams yeah. are now fucking ten dollars. So expensive. 
They were six ninety nine. So they were five ninety nine. Like yeah. I almost threw up when I saw that. I was very loud and vocal when I saw that. Like I'm yeah. sure people were like, "We're like, what is wrong with her? Is she a, <laughs> is she a boomer? No, but no, but just like that's unnecessary. So what? I'm going to grow on my own. But, like what happens when we can't afford to eat? Like when right. the majority of people can't afford to eat? Literally, <laughs> how do you? What do you mean? Like uh, I know I capitalism. Know. I know. Um. Well. What a way to end. <laughs> Just to go, capitalism. Okay, yeah. goodbye. Uh, all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a, it was a good chat. It was a good chat. It um, got, got, yeah, no, good. Political. Yeah. I was like, where? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. You uh, can listen to us on all mm-hmm. major listening platforms. You can. Google, Apple, Spotify, CastBox. Um, I need to put it on my list for Friday to look up Amazon. Um, oh right, yeah. <laughs> we keep meaning to do that. <laughs> yeah. Question mark. Um, also, every time I go into Anchor to see like how our views and stuff are doing, uh, episode seven still only has six views, six <laughs> listens. It makes me laugh so hard. Where I'm like, wait, is it just like? It's one of my favorite episodes. I'm so sad I because no, that's like... why I keep bringing it up because I'm like, maybe yeah. someone will go back I and watch like it. I feel like I need to talk about Horror Hotel again. Um, because it's such a good book, but like it got lost almost. It's still six. It's a six. Yeah, but like episode one has fifty-eight. Oh, it is nice. Yeah, but six, six plays yeah. for episode seven. That's the lowest as far as I know. I'm oh, just, we're getting some good. I know. Plays. Thank you so. Thank all you. So oh my much. god. Thank you like, so even much. Last week's already has nine. Wow. I know. Seven hundred and seventeen total plays. We have Aww. an average of twelve per episode because episode seven is dragging us down. <laughs> Even if you don't want to listen, just put it on. Put it on. <laughs> no, it's a really good one. It was fun. That's the one we talked about. The, the elevator game. Yeah. 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 And Horror Hotel by mm-hmm. Victoria Fulton and somebody else. I'm right. Sorry, yeah. Remember. That was a really good one. It's really good. Yeah. I'm so sad. I know. <laughs> I'm sad because I it really also, liked that episode. It also makes me laugh a lot. <laughs> Just yeah. because it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah, like our later... Oh, episode two is pretty high up there. Oh, nice. But all... Oh, and three. But otherwise, it's like all longer. Yeah. Like, like uh, later episodes. Yeah. I was also thinking maybe we should do seasons instead of continuing episodes, but we can chat about that. Yeah, well, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well. Um, oh. Yeah. You can find us on social media, yep. on Instagram, mm-hmm. at Books and Bisexuals, mm-hmm. uh, at Martin mm-hmm. at BLS underscore poetry. Yep. Um, and... Providing commentary. We love to hear from people, so... We really do. Please keep reaching out. And if you feel like, oh, they don't want to hear from you... No, we really do. No, we really do. <laughs> so, we really do. Um, our DMs are open. Mm-hmm. Um... We may not respond immediately because we both have lives, but yeah. it's also funny because most of the DMs are really for Brianna, so I'll <laughs> I'll leave them like unread and I'll just be like, "Hey, and there's a I message for you." I'm generally not on Instagram, right? So yeah, I'm trying. I have um, some like things I'm looking into for Instagram for us, okay? Um, because I just feel like. I need to be more involved. Anyway, All right. um, that's a, an off-air conversation. Yeah. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Um, I, we hope that you come back next week. Yeah. And We um, love you. I probably oh. won't read eight books next week. <laughs> yeah. I think this was the most you've read in a week. In a week. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. Um, but 
Yeah. yeah. We love you. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.